What's up? Hope everybody's week is starting off well. This week's episode is on balance. Uh, balance is something that I'm struggling with right now because it's not something that you find once and it's just there. It's something that you're continually looking for, especially as things shift uh, in our lives. And so I want to look at it from a couple of different areas. Uh, but the first area I really want to focus in on is needs. So each and every one of us have our own set of needs. And I think for a lot of us, myself included, we look at those needs more like luxuries than needs. And these are the things that we need that put us in the right mindset, that relieve stress uh, and allow us to be successful at whatever it is that we do. So no matter where you're at, uh, if you're leading a company or if you're in what some people would consider the lesser in jobs, there are people that depend on you. They can be uh, family members, significant others, kids, friends, co-workers, but people are depending on you. I mean, even if you're like a cook at a restaurant, you're a part of a team and people are expecting you to carry your weight and to do your part. And so these needs are, you know, what, what do we need to be successful? What do I need to do that relieves stress and gets me ready for the day? And so there are needs that people would consider bad or, or unhealthy. And I think some of us exercise those. I can admit to, you know, sometimes I've turned to alcohol for those things, but some people uh, smoke and do drugs. Um, but I think we need to look at more productive ways to do those things. Um, so it, it, it's much, very much like a diet. Like when, you, when you're eating, you need your proteins, you need your veggies, you need your carbohydrates. You, your body needs things to perform well. You, each one of us needs something to perform well as well. So we have to prioritize those things. So for me, you know, I'm, I'm not a huge social person. I don't need to go out uh, and be in crowds, but I do have a small group of people that I need to interact with. Uh, I also kind of prefer my own quiet time and my alone time to be able to uh, process what's going on with me. Uh, but one of the big ones for me is, you know, going to the gym. Uh, I work out, you know, five, six times a week. Uh, and that is extremely important to me. I'm, I'm also a religious man, so I have to read my Bible, read things to get me in the right frame of mind. And so I think for each and every one of us, we have to prioritize those things. And it's, if you can, I would say move those things. So that's the first thing that you do when you get up um, so that as you enter that work center, as you enter whatever those environments where people need things from you, your mind is refreshed and you're feeling good and you can do those things that you need to do. Because if you're not taking care of you, then you can't help those people. So for me, when I get up, one of the very first things I do is I pick up my phone and I read a few scriptures um, on my on an app on my phone. Uh, and then me and my kids get ready. I drop them off at the bus stop and then I immediately go to the gym. I go to the gym and I work out. And after I've done that, then I end up going to work. But that gets me in the right frame of mind so that I can handle all of those things. On the flip side, and I'm sure some people can relate to that, is 
or relate to this, if you're not carrying out those things, if you're not doing those things, then it can have a detrimental effect on those people that need from you, who are depending on you. So for me personally, if I go three or four days without going to the gym, I get extremely irritable. My patience is thin. I can snap really quick. And that's not helping me. That's not helping the people that I work for. So for me, I, I'm working with a team of about 14, 15 people. And for the most part, I'm leading that group. So I can't be in a position where I'm snapping at people and I'm impatient with people when they're coming to me and saying, hey, I need this to do that job that you asked me to do. Or can you help me with these things? So we have to prioritize what we need so that we can be in the best frame of mind to help those around us and help those that are depending upon us. So in that first part, we talked about needs and how you have to balance those needs to make sure that you get what you need and you're putting that really up against the demands that you're getting from work, that you're getting from family members or any other aspect of your life. So you want to make sure that you're hitting those needs so that you can meet those demands and that the demands don't become so high that you're not taking care of yourself. So from there, I kind of want to transition into your wants, the desires that each and every one of us have. Each and every one of us have dreams uh, that we're working towards. We have goals that we're working towards. And so you have to prioritize those and you have to balance that out as well. And kind of getting into that, have you ever talked to somebody uh, and they talk about how, you know, X, Y, Z is so important to them? But then when you look at how they're allocating their time, what they're saying and what they're doing, what they're doing don't match up. And so this is prioritizing your time to match up with what you what you actually want, because I believe that there's really a direct correlation between the two. So what I mean by that is if your significant other, spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever is the most important thing to you, then to me, your time should reflect that when you are with that time, when you're with that person, uh, are you actually spending quality time with that person? Um, are you making decisions when other things come about that, no, I'm going to prioritize this person? Uh, same can be said of kids. Um, are you prioritizing that time with them? Are you prioritizing your job if that's what's most important or if it's going to school there's only so much time in a day and so you have to make those things the most important and so one of the things that I found that I realized about myself uh, especially going through my divorce was how important my children were and so uh, what I ended up doing for a while was funnily so much time and energy into my job because it was an escape for me but eventually I had I had to wake up from that and realize hey if, if my kids are what's most important to me then my efforts have to reflect that at a certain point I have to show that my kids are what's most important 
to me. So I personally set parameters around myself that, you know what, at a certain point in time, I'm leaving and I'm going home. And when I go home, I don't take work home. I am full-time dad. uh, And that means having conversations with my kids. That means getting down there and doing homework with them, doing those things with them, the quality time, not just hey, we're going to all sit on the sofa, cut on the TV, and I'm going to look at Instagram or Facebook uh, and call that quality time. It's actually spending that time. So if you're going to spend that time with it, it needs to be quality. And we can have multiple goals. Uh, So again, leaning on my own personal experience, over the last couple of years, I've finished my bachelor's degree and my master's degree. And so that also required me to split up that pie of time and allocate time to it. So when my kids were doing homework, I sat down with them each and every day and I did homework too. I spent 30 minutes to an hour each and every day doing homework. And so what that allowed me to do is again, with my kids being my number one priority, uh, I wanted to be able to do things with them on the weekend. By, By allocating a small bit of time each and every day, I was able to be done with all my schoolwork by Friday, uh, probably 80% of the time. And so that allowed me to do all of those things. So as you're looking at your life, make sure that you're looking at it and saying, okay, if, if my significant other is most important and my job is five, six down the list, then For the most part, when those two come to a crossroads and it's, hey, do I stay late to complete this assignment or do I go spend time with that significant other, that you choose that significant other most of the time because your actions are going to reflect that. And at a certain point, there are going to be crossroads for all of those things. And I'm not saying neglect your job, but there does need to be um, a balance set to that. But that balance is based off of what your priorities are. that being said I understand that some things are dependent on on one another so I have children and they're my number one priority but I also need a job because kids aren't free I need to pay for the things that they need and provide the things that they want so in order to do that yes I have to go to work and I have to put time and energy into that but I have to be comfortable with the level that I'm putting in And so what I mean by that is some people hate their job. Some people uh, think it's the worst place on earth. And so why is it that you will go in there and you'll put on your best face, you'll put on your best effort, and then you'll come home and treat the people that you so-called love uh, worse than these people at this job that you hate. And so there's something that we have to do in being aware that I only have a finite amount of energy each and every day and I need to put in reserve enough to treat the people that I care about most or whatever I'm prioritizing, whether that be schoolwork, uh, studying, whatever it is, that I make sure that I put in enough reserve energy to allocate and be the best at what my priority is.
The last area I want to look at is our actual workload. So I was in a staff meeting a few weeks ago and we're discussing how to improve things in our different environments and how to utilize people the best and make sure that we're most effective. And so one individual talked about a story where um, he was supervising a person who had just been promoted. So this person had kind of been at the bottom level. They were like the worker bee. So they were accustomed to somebody coming to them and saying, hey, I need you to do this. And their job was to execute what they were doing. And so what ended up happening is now this person was promoted and now they are in charge of a team of about four or five people. And so an, an of this person supervised this newly promoted person and somebody uh, from higher management came up to this individual and said, you know, so-and-so uh, is a really great worker. And he said, I appreciate that. I let him know. And he said, no, I didn't mean that as a compliment. And he, he said, you know, what, what do you mean? And so he asked him, you know, what's on his plate and what's on your plate? And so what he what he went on to tell this individual is this person was a great worker but they had carried that mentality, that same mentality to this new position. But now he was in charge of a team. So he's getting a lot more tasks that are being put on him and he's trying to do, do them all. And he's doing it to the detriment of himself because now he's doing an increased workload and then his team members are sitting around doing nothing because he's not utilizing them. So he was working himself uh, and burning himself out because he was not shown how to mentor uh, and how to develop his people. So this was kind of a failure on all fronts because this newly promoted person was not mentored on how to grow in that position. Uh, and therefore he wasn't developing and his people under him wasn't, weren't developing. And so we have to find that balance uh, in our workload because everybody has a part that they need to do. Uh, and we have to make sure that at whatever level, if you're in charge of, you know, just you, are you making sure that you're giving your best effort? If you're in charge of uh, a group of people, are you delegating? Are, and are you sharing that information? So I, I I believe that there's enough in this world for us all to do great and that we should all be able to mentor and develop and it shouldn't be a selfish thing where we're hoarding information uh, and hoarding what makes us successful. I, I truly believe that there's enough out there. And so to me, it reminds me of a story um, that I heard Miles Monroe tell um, a few years back when I saw him speaking. He talked about uh, leaders dying with the baton in their hand um, and he made the analogy of, of a relay race and how how difficult that handoff can be um, and how you have to practice and practice and practice in order to get that handoff correctly and so uh, in this situation they hadn't practiced the handoff so when it was time to happen when it was time to execute it uh, it failed and so um, I wonder how many of our leaders have 
died without passing that knowledge, uh, without passing that baton to us, without practicing that that exchange with us. So when they did depart uh, in whatever way, whether that be through passing on or retiring, that we are ready and willing to step up. And so I challenge anybody who's listening to this uh, to prep those people that are around you. If you're in a leadership position, uh, it, you have a responsibility to develop those people around you. You have a responsibility to mentor those people um, so that one, that baton can be passed, but two, so you can utilize them and be more effective. If, if you're able to delegate and utilize everybody on the team, they feel a part of that team and they buy in, but you're allowed to do more. Uh, we are more effective as a group than as individuals. So make sure that you are practicing uh, the passing of that baton so that people are ready when it's time to step up because you never know when that's going to occur. That's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. Keep the feedback coming because I'm still trying to work on this thing and get it as good as it can be. Have a blessed week.